Welcome to J-Rod Concerts, the podcast with Jamie Rodriguez. A trip of music discovery, Jamie is picking people he thinks you'll really like. Musicians, artists, producers, and everyone involved in the world of music. Here's your host, Jamie Rodriguez. J-Rock Concerts family. Hi. How's everybody doing? J-Rock Concerts listeners from around the world. Good to um good to have you on board for a new episode of J-Rock Concerts the podcast. This is your host this and every episode Jamie Rodriguez. Hope everybody is doing well. And uh, today's guest ladies and gentlemen is a treasure. A songwriting treasure in Nashville, Tennessee. His name is Dylan Warnick. Now, I can't pinpoint the first time that Dylan Warnick came into my radar. All I know is that he's been like an ever-present uh, uh, ray of light of music in this city for a long time. You know, he, he plays uh, guitar in Courtney Maurice Andrews' band, and he works with everybody from Jeremy Ivey, Margot Price, and so forth, so he's always around. But when you start getting into his music, guys... I, I kid you not, it is an emotional experience like you like people don't have anymore with music. It is a complete a complete journey to listen to Dylan Warnick songs. And you guys are gonna love him. I mean he speaks directly to your soul talking about human experiences, human fulfillment, human disappointments, uh achievements, problems. His empathy in his songs is unique. I mean I haven't seen it in since people like Warren Zevon a long time ago. It's very rare and it's very special, guys. And we are thrilled to have Dylan on the show. Um, that's why critics love him. Rolling Stone loves him. Diddy TV loves him. The musical community loves him. And he had a great album in 2021 called Now That It's All Over. It's available now at dylanwarnick.bandcamp.com. Uh, and he actually is going to perform a song of this album in this episode called Good Man. So stay tuned for that. But yeah, what an amazing, amazing conversation with Dylan. And uh, we encourage you guys to check him out whenever he's on your neck of the woods. I know he's playing the UK soon. So uh, for our, our listeners there in, in the UK, be mindful of that for sure. And if you're new to J-Rod Concerts, the podcast, we welcome you guys. We do ask that you can please give us a review in Spotify, iTunes, click subscribe. All that good stuff helps us quite a bit. Always grateful for your support. And without further ado, this is Dylan Warnick on J-Rod Concerts, the podcast. How are we doing? Dylan Warnick, how are you, my friend? I'm good. Are we rolling? Are we starting? Has it begun? Yeah, it's begun. Well, I mean, now we'll, okay. we'll cut off. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll cut off when the, <laughs> the, the cold open. Right, right. It means just floundering about. Um. Is it better for audio on your end if I have uh, headphones in? Um, well, I heard I heard your um, your girl talk about AirPods. Yeah. I've noticed since you ask, I've noticed with AirPods that if you're gonna play, um, well, that's what because that's what I was thinking. I was like, if I'm gonna play, because like yeah. I can be fine on these speakers, and so long as it doesn't screw up your recording or anything, I'm fine. Exactly, with it. it's almost better if you're gonna play like to not wear the AirPods. Actually, well, because I, I, that was like the whole thing I was thinking. I was like you know how how i mean how's that gonna work so yeah no i'm, I'm fine with it like like this you know <laughs> apple didn't think of singer songwriters dylan 
Yeah, well, that's <laughs> probably for the best. You know, the last thing we need is is more webcam singer-songwriter videos recorded by AirPods. Oh, man. So, Dylan Warnick, I have to tell you, there you are. Exciting evening. As you know, big fans, we think you're a Nashville treasure, Dylan. I mean, your 2021 album, Now That It's All Over, what a gem. It's available for order now in vinyl at dylanwarnick.bandcamp.com. And, man, we've been listening to it for a few weeks now, and it's just coming off the high of it. It's just incredible. Uh. Man, well, thank you very much for listening. It's been a, it's been a real trip, you know, releasing it and uh, and the the response. One thing I never planned on was people liking it. So it's still, you know, I'm just incredibly grateful that people even listen. Oh yeah, absolutely, man. And look, I, I mean, listening to your stuff, it reminded me of the albums I had growing up. Like when I was like 14 years old, Dylan, I had no money. My parents gave me like allowance, and I had two albums: Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts. And I had everybody knows this is nowhere from Neil Young. And your lyrics just kind of took me right to that moment, you know, to that feeling I had not had for like 20 years. Ooh, that, well, I mean, that's high praise. And uh, those are those are two excellent albums. Um, and to, I mean, you know, to, to I think that's the goal of anybody, like to give somebody that feeling, like saying, you know, the feeling I had when I would hear records, you know, for somebody to say that, um, what the hell it means a lot and just got lucky you know yeah yeah absolutely dylan and i mean i have so much to ask but look we've been lucky we've been able to see you perform a few times in the past couple months and everyone who's in those venues knows they're watching something special and i have noticed that you get into the song still in a really like profound way like you close your eyes and you get into the characters you get into the song such a powerful, powerful way. Like, does this way of performing almost make the songs like take a toll emotionally, Dylan? Because it seems like you inhibit these characters, like you empathize so deeply, and that's why the audience feels the way they do as well. Well, you know, um, I, I don't know if, if there's if if I could say consciously that there's any of that. I know that I I do care about the people in my songs. Um, very very deeply and uh and i'm rooting for them and sometimes like the things that happen to them in some of the songs it hurts you know it's like sorry buddy that's how that went but um <laughs> you know I, I don't know that consciously um i uh, consciously it's happening but i i, I know that that uh you know i i, I really am uh, doing my best to tell a story, which which sounds, I mean, simple, and and maybe it is simple because that's 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 really all it is is just making sure you're you're accurately telling a story, you know. Yeah, yeah. And um, and so, so I don't know. Uh, and <clears throat> and uh, you know, probably have the eyes closed too, just because it's like, man, don't blow it. <laughs> That's the other one. Oh, man, I love it. Yeah, I, I love it, Dylan. And, you know, the story of your album, I mean, you were, of course, you were sitting at Duke's writing these songs. And Duke's, for, for those not acquainted with Nashville, great bar in East Nashville. I mean, great, great sandwiches. Great bar on planet Earth, I'll, I'll say. It's the great, yeah, really, really great sandwiches, actually. And you sat down there with Jamie Davis, mm -hmm. and you start bringing these characters into life, Dylan, uh, th th that jump out in this album now that it's all over. What was their routine like, Dylan? And I'm coming here because, I mean, I, I would have thought you need quiet and you need like quiet rooms, like the, like the one that you're sitting in right now. 
but maybe for like a beautiful mind like yours, it's the opposite, right? Well, you know, actually, I mean, I do, I do, uh, I, I do have, I, I'll run away to a, to a quiet hole um, and, and write, but like, I, I have to rewrite so much. So I'm kind of just doing it at anywhere, anytime. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, and, and in the case of, uh, <laughs> you know, Jamie, Jamie, because I had uh, moved to Nashville and <clears throat> I had played just guitar and keys for other bands, but I just knew I didn't want to do that anymore. But I, I wasn't really sure what, I don't know if I had the belief or anything to, to really give it a go, writing my own songs. And, uh, and, uh, and Jamie, Jamie would, you know, hurt him. And he was the first one. And he was like, like these are we should let's do something with these yeah and and then it's been it's it's wild that i mean i really have him and you know all, all of the margo price crew all of them to thank because i don't know what would happen had it not been that way thank god for dudes. but it, it's in, it's interesting you say that dylan because like you know i remember I, I mean, just listening to some of your other stuff, right? Like, I remember a lyric from, like, A Stranger Here, one of your older cuts. And you oh, say that, something like... Oh, finding that. That's supposed to be scrubbed from the internet. Oh, no, my. man. No, man. You, you say something like, like, this is, you know, this isn't who I am. But at the same time, I really don't give a damn. At the same time, I'm trying as hard as I can. Like, these are, like, brilliant lyrics, man. And we're, and we're going old school here. This is from, like, A Stranger Here or Idaho, I think. Yeah. So, <laughs> so like, it, it seems like... like I guess what I'm trying to say is like, how has your style developed, your songwriting style? Because the seeds were there from the beginning. Yeah, I think, uh, um, and it's funny, you know, you even recite, I hadn't thought about that. I mean, in for, forever, I, I think, um, you know, uh, the, the, the seeds, the seeds, seeds were there, but I think it, it took me a lot of time to understand what it meant um and what was important was like what does it what does it mean when it's me putting a pen to a page mm. you know versus you know being young and and it's it's almost like you know you're you're so overwhelmed by influence and probably not for other people but for me i've always been a little slow and like i mean how, how is how do you reconcile loving like a dr john record with uh with an Elliot Smith record. And so, you know, you're just like, well, I want to be Dr. John today. I want to be Elliot Smith today. I want to be this. And it just took me a long time that that, that ain't going to work. Like the only thing that is going to work is like, what, what does it mean when, when I write a song? Yeah. You know, what, what is, when I put a pen to page, what can only I write, you know, and it, it took totally. me a long time to realize it. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely, Dylan. And, you know, the last time we spoke, you know, you said a lot of interesting stuff because having conversations with you is like the best, but you said something that stuck. You said something about being a, a, a lyricist. You want to punch in or you want to punch up, right? You never want to punch down. Yeah. Do you mind just like breaking that out again for my audience? Because that was really fascinating. And I think it really encapsulates who you are as a songwriter. Well, yeah, I, when we were talking in regards to I'm, I'm almost done writing the next record. And uh, I'm hoping to hoping to get in there soon and do the next record. And uh, and there was a song on there that was just giving me fits, and I couldn't figure out what 
why, but it just, I, I knew, I, I knew something was wrong. And I, and I finally, finally realized that, um, that, that I, I was punching down and I wasn't punching up. And I was, I was disproving the point I was trying to make in the very big opening line of the song, hmm. you know? And, uh, and, hey babe, can you get, oh, I got, I got to let the cat out. Go for it, go for it. <laughs> you get the cats. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> oh, take it to the orphanage. They're going to the pound right now. You gotta um, love the cats. Yeah, uh, sorry about that. Um, so good. Uh, they, um, but, uh, and it's kind of like how comedy works, you know, like it's, it, you, you're punching up, like punching down is, is, is um, especially with the songs I like to write where, you know, there's a lot of uh, unsympathetic characters and, but trying to sympathize with them. But it's a lot of people that are just that, you know, they have bad luck and worse habits and they suffer from themselves, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's, and uh and you you can't be mean-spirited about it and and um so so my rule is is you punch up and punch in you don't punch out you don't lash out and you don't punch down because i mean especially with me there's just that it doesn't work with the spirit of the songs you know what i mean yeah and um I probably would have said something way more profound, but the damn cats ruined it. Oh, all. I love it. How do, how do you know, Dylan, when, when it doesn't go with the flow, like when it doesn't go with the spirit of the song? Like, how do you know when you're basically checking all the boxes in paper? You have a great hook, you have a great verse, you have a great chorus, but the spirit, like, it, it, it just, it's just not there. But everyone will be like, well, Dylan, like, you check the boxes, but like, you, the spirit's not there. Like, how do you know? Oh yeah, well, and that is something too. I mean, like I have friends that are great writers, and and everybody, and like it's a it's a running joke of, of it's like Dylan, it's done, it's done, it's done, and it's just no, it's not, and uh, it's because it's just something just doesn't feel feel right because a, a big thing. I'm a big believer in in uh, say less. Yeah, um, and. Uh, I've never you had... mentioned that Hemingway had that school of thinking, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Hemingway was was massively hung up on, and, and I mean, he's famous for just economy of phrase, um, you know. And uh, and one, I think most every song is too long already. Like it's it's a big ask to like make a person sit there for seven minutes. <laughs> well, you have like a piece of guitar and you're singing, and you know I'm not really the greatest singer. Like that's that's asking people. That's asking a lot of people, you know. And um, and uh, so so I, I it's it's really just making sure it's just something's not pulling its own weight. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then yeah. it, can, it can be as simple as a word. Yeah, like it's just like, but that everything in the song is there for a reason. Because yeah. I, I hate, I can't stand filler lines, and and I wish I could because writing one great line is easy, mm. but writing it 
with the proper context, you know, and and uh, not just having a line like, well, this line kind of sucks, but it sets up this awesome line. Uh, I mean, that's you're, well, you're wasting space a good writer would use. Totally. You know what I mean? And I, I cannot stand wasting space. And to me, like if, if one line isn't right, I mean, it's just the whole song's ruined. I've, I've scrapped so many songs and I've thrown things away just because just one line wasn't doing it. And the funny thing is too, though, is, you know, you gotta remember it's it's music. Um, it It's really easy as a writer to, to start kind of falling in love. And if, but if you wanna write a goddamn novel, go write a novel, but this is music. So let's, let's make this shit boogie. Mm. You know what I mean? And, uh, and so sometimes words just don't sing right. And they look beautiful on a page, but they don't sing right. And yeah. it, it doesn't work as a song. And, uh, and, and so it's just this sort of gut feeling that, that if I can't justify why a line is there, um, then it's back to the drawing board. And then, you know, you pull out a line and then it's a whole domino. You find a way to turn two lines into one. Well, now you have an open line where you say something new and then maybe that kicks off something. I mean, and so it can be, that's why, you know, I'll write 30, 40 different versions of songs. And it's just because it's, it's just getting it to a place where anything I can, and whether it's true or not, doesn't matter. I mean, it's the best of my ability. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's as good as I can get it. Man, like, I, I love that. Yeah. There's nowhere in the song uh, like I poke and prod at it and I, I can't find any single thing uh, that I can change. It, it's as good as I can get it. And actually all the songs that make it on records, I truly believe are better songs than I am a writer. And it's, that's what makes the record are the magic moments, the, the alcohol. Beautiful. Beautiful. It's in, it, but it's in it almost like a blessing, Dylan, that like right now you're at a point in your career where like you can actually like almost like work on your songs like a lab and you don't have like a label breathing down your neck. You don't have a publishing company like and like texting you, hey, like when is the first single going to be due? Like it's in it almost like an unintended blessing in a way. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think um, I, I could I, I mean, I, I, I don't know what the other side of it is like and so it is good but i i really i don't think i could imagine anyone that would put more pressure and emphasis on it than me you know like i really don't like i i i've always felt like if i hold myself to a standard just a higher standard than anybody could anybody else could possibly hold me to it is it'll it'll work out and whether I do it or not, again, I mean, I, you know, doesn't, it, but if I'm shooting to have a higher standard than anybody could possibly have, you know, it, it, uh, it it's going to work. And so I, I you know, ha having other people bugging you or talking, uh, you know, I don't know, I, I'm sure it's its own grievances and, and annoyances. Um, <laughs> But uh, I mean, I always just think like, 
you know, if, if you don't like waking up, going to your job, write a better song. Yeah. And, and if I, and if I write the songs that I'm, that I'm supposed to write, it's all going to take care of itself. Beautiful, man. I love that. I love that phrase. I, I could talk to you. I told you this the other day for 17 hours. So let me like keep moving, man. But like people are going to say, where did Dylan Warnick, where does this artistic soul come from? The answer is Redmond, Redmond, Washington, right? Just outside Seattle. Um, you know, a city where the it's known for its headquarters of Microsoft and Nintendo of North America there. But tell us a little bit, Dylan, about like, how was the scene when you were growing up? Like, like, did you get a little bit of that, like Seattle, like 90s? Like, was that still in the air? Like, how was your artistic community there? Oh, man, uh, you know, I think it was instrumental at the at the time. Um, uh, it, and uh but but it was, it was so long ago. Um, I think maybe maybe the scene was was too <laughs> probably too welcoming and and too too generous because like you know it took me a long time to to hold myself to even know what the standards should be for my music. You know what I mean? I think I think. Uh, <clears throat> I think um, so uh, you're you're saying that it's almost like it's almost like good when there's a little bit of pushback and high standards, right? When because it, it like pushes you to be a better artist. Well, I think it's just so hard up there because you're so far away, and you know, when I, at that age, I, you don't know that you where you live is the center of the world, right? And so yeah. you're kind of in this this isolated community of and people people are supporting, but you don't really know what's going on in the greater world. Like, say you want to be influenced by this record you love and you're only playing in your small town, you don't realize that a hundred or thousand other songwriters in every other city are trying to copy that same record. You know what I mean? Right. And, <laughs> and, and <laughs> that's certain. And I don't, I don't mean to there's brilliant artists in Seattle, I, but I mean me yeah. personally and me growing up in it is it, I didn't learn things until I left, which, you know, is on me, but like I say, and I probably because I'm a damn moron, but it just took me a lot. I, I spent a lot of years trying to write like anybody but myself. Mm. And once I learned that like the only way this is going to work is if you write yourself and like how you write. Man, I love that. That's and, and you, you can almost like see your growth. Like you can almost like hear it in songs like Lost in the Wind or Heart of Stone from the, uh, you know, when you were playing with the Dismal Tide. Right. You can almost like see the growth, man. It's awesome. He, yeah. I mean, that, that kid wanted to write well, but he had a lot of, he had a lot of, you know, he had a long road ahead of him before he, he figured it out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Dylan, man. Listen, I know you're, you're being so good with your time and you're going to play a song for us which we're really excited about so let me leave you with this last question the community and friends that you have in nashville i mean one of the most beautiful things about you dylan is your sense of community and the connections that are like around you and, you, and the supportive group um i mean even in seattle you've always had this like when asher deaver needed financial help with medical expenses you were there you know with along with courtney marie andrews and and here in nashville when you played jeremy ivy alex munoz margot price susie chisholm where did this giving and this communal heart of yours come from? Did it come from your parents? It's such a beautiful thing. Oh, you know, I think any any positive attribute, uh, just yeah, it can blanket my parents. You know, that's all all them. But I, I think it's mostly 
you know, at the end of the day, we're circus folk, you know, and like, you, I mean, you want, you, you got to be around other bearded ladies, you know, and it's the right type of crazy. And, uh, and, uh, and uh, so we all got, got to just look out for each other. And, and I will say that I have been incredibly lucky uh, to have had the people in my life that I have. And, uh, and I, I always say, it, I mean, it takes a village to raise a Dylan. I mean, I got so many people. Um, and so how could you not want to have those people's back too? And, and I, I don't know that it's just circus folk got to stick together. You know what I mean? You want to be around other people who know what it feels like to be shot out of a cannon. Right on brother. Right on, man. Well, listen, you said it all. A lot, lot of wisdom. Lot, what an amazing songwriter and person, Dylan. Thank you. Take us away with a song, man. That'll be an honor. All right. Um, let's see here. I can lower that a little bit. Um, uh, I'll play you, good man. Right on. Well, if I die tonight, that's all right. The Lord says you through, you through. But I got some final wishes for you calling and missing. There's a couple of things I need you to do. Get all these ladies out of here and clean up all these drinks. And prop my body in the kitchen. Make it look like I was fixing the sink. All them people may think it's crazy. But my buddies all understand Fix it up right and make it look just like I died a good man There's $27 in my wallet It's just about all I have Take it to Trina the logo See if it'll pay my tab And comb my hair up respectable Put me in a brand new shirt and tell my boss I died yesterday. That's why today I didn't come in to work. All people may think it's crazy, but my buddies all understand. Fix it up right and make it look just like I died a good man. Take the whiskey out of my glove box. Take the pistol out from under the seat. Take the cocaine out of my pocket. Have yourself a bump on me. Tell my wife I love her. My last words was she was the one. Then throw me five different funerals so all of my girlfriends can come. All the people may think it's crazy. But my buddies all understand. Fix it up right and make it look just like I died a good man. I said, Fix it up right and make it look just like I died a good man. Yes, man, I loved it, dude. Unbelievable. 
Thank um, you so much, man. What a great time. Thank you so much, Dylan. What an honor. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you for having me. Absolutely, man. Until next time. Yep. You've been listening to J-Rod Concerts, the podcast with Jamie Rodriguez.